teachers yeah. and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up and hurried out to meet him. Jesus had not yet arrived in the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. The people who were in the house with Mary, comforting her, followed her when they saw her get up and hurry out. They thought that she was going to the grave to weep there. Mary arrived where Jesus was, and as soon as she saw him, she fell at his feet. Jesus saw her weeping, and he saw how the people with her were weeping also. His heart was touched, and he was deeply moved. Where have you buried him? Come and see, Lord. Jesus wept. See how much he loved him, the people said. But some of them said, he gave sight to the blind man, didn't he? Could he not have kept Lazarus from dying? Deeply moved once more, Jesus went to the tomb, which was a cave with a stone placed at the entrance. Take the stone away. There will be a bad smell, Lord. He has been buried four days. Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? took the stone away. Jesus looked up. I thank you, Father, that you listen to me. I know that you always listen to me. But I say this for the sake of the people here so that they will believe that you sent me. After he had said this, he called out in a loud voice. Lazarus! Come out! feet wrapped in grave clothes and 
with a cloth round his face. Untie him and let him go. Many of the people who had come to visit Mary saw what Jesus did, and they believed in him. Wow, what a story. What in a moment. Do you think those people could have believed what they saw? I've got some things here that I want to uh, show you uh, so that... Um, we may understand how this believing thing might work. So here's a, here's a picture. There we are. What's that? Minced beef. Okay, okay. But trouble is you can't see the cow for the beef. All right? Can anyone see the cow? You can see the cow. Very good. Um, oh, hang on, hang on. Kevin was the first one to say yes, so he's going to point it out. Right, Kevin, I want you to just... Yes, yeah, a laser and a red button there. There's a, there's a nose. Yeah, a horn. Oh, very good. Okay. Have a Freddo, Kevin. Big round of applause for Kevin. For those, for those who haven't seen it, look at that. Isn't that clever? All right. And once you've seen it, this is the point, once you've seen it, you'll never not see it. It's still there once you've seen it. How clever is that? Okay, so here's the, uh, here's the next question. The question here is, how many different pictures are here? What do you think? Four, you think so? Have a Freddo. That's the wrong answer. How many? Yes, how many do you think, Jan? Five. Do you want a Freddo too? Have a Freddo. Yeah? Five is still the wrong answer. Uh, three? No, that's the wrong answer. Sorry? You can say three. Seven? One? Look, everybody, it's one picture. Isn't that amazing? Oh, is that you? All oh, right, you're always getting through those. One picture from four. We thought it was four, but it's cleverly arranged. And there is actually one picture. Look at it in a different way, and you see something different. What's the word? Minimum. Minimum. Who was that? Somebody down here. Chris. Was it you? Oh, no, you can't have one. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'll have it later then. Okay, minimum. Yes, and once you see, can you see the word minimum? Yeah. Isn't that clever? Well done there, isn't it? Okay. How many triangles are here? I'll go. There's two answers. You only get a Freddo for one of two answers. How many, how many triangles? Three? Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You reckon five? You reckon how many? Eleven. Hang on. I can't make it 11. Two. Okay. 
Right. First hand up for one or two. Yeah, that was Alison's hand was first up for two. I'll give you two. What's the other number there might be? And it's not 11. Eight. Eight. Was that you again? No, it's not you. One for you. Because, actually, I'll give you this another answer. None. Very good, Elizabeth. There are no... There are no triangles on that at all, is there? There's some half circles, nearly, nearly complete circles, and there's some black lines. No triangles. But if you said two big ones, I'll give you that. If you said eight for the little ones and the two big ones, I'll give you that. But the right answer is Elizabeth, but she knows because she's clever. <laughs> there are none. See what... What do we see? Now, I think, oh yeah, what are these two people looking at? A baby. Well done, Kevin. It's your day today, isn't it, for Freddo's? Yes, there's a baby. It's a baby, everybody. Yes? No? Is there anybody who can't see the baby? Well done. The baby. Look, there's its big head. There's its nose and an eye. And there's its bum over here and some feet up there. And that's a tree. Now, the thing is this. You have to believe that something else is there to see, to look at it. You have to believe that it can be seen in another way. Got it? And Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. That's what Jesus said. And he was asking us to look at the world and at him in a different way. Now, people might think it's very strange for us to talk about a man who died at a baptism with a baby. But actually, that's the whole point. Jesus says, don't look at death as the end. Death is the beginning. Just like Marlowe was brought out from nothing. Marlowe didn't exist, and then she did. What Christians believe is that death isn't the end, it's the beginning. God brings life from death like he brings something out of nothing. And so it's dead right that we should be talking about a man who died and was brought back to life because it's a sign of something greater and more real. So today, we did a baptism This was our sign and our symbol. But you know, this baptism doesn't mean anything. It's just water and a baby and a bit of splosh unless there is belief. And we talked about those things that baptism symbolizes. That it's about belonging and family. In particular, God's family. It talks about death. And life coming from the very fact of death. And the one thing is, young as Marlowe is, like the rest of us, she is destined to die, but in Jesus, she will live. Death is not the worst thing that can happen to a Christian. It talks about forgiveness, not that shame hanging over us for all our lives for things we did wrong in the past. They are forgiven, washed away. 
And it talks about God's presence. His spirit with us, in us, working his way out through us to enable us to do the very things that all those promises about new life and goodness and turning away from the bad things are about. If we don't have God working in us, we can't do it at all. And every Christian in this room will tell you that. We are strugglers with our own frailty, aren't we, Leslie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> right answer. But God is with you, is he not, Leslie, to help you? Oh, yes. And this comes when we believe. And so many people in the world want to see before they believe these things. But you know, I've never seen Jesus raise a man from the dead. And I've never raised a man or woman from the dead myself. I have prayed for people and they've got better. Broken arms and uh, strained shoulders and things. But I've never seen anyone raised from the dead. I don't know if I ever will. But I tell you this, I believe 110% that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. I believe that absolutely and will go to my death for that. And I find that as I believe that, something begins to live in me that I can see the world in a different way. And so the challenge to all of us today, here now, is to see the world through the eyes of belief. Is it possible that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? And is it possible in the end Jesus overcame death for all of us by rising himself from the dead? That's why we sing about it. That's what we believe here. And the challenge is for all of us to go out into the world and believe it and see that God does a work of grace in our lives. We believe it. We want all of you to believe it too. Amen.